Let me talk to you. You know who you're talking to? Yeah, you. I don't know. We own the spaceship with the rocket fuel. It goes to the universe. It goes to Mars. It goes to Neptune. It goes to Pluto. You know, I know dudes in all them planet jack. Suffering suck attach. Will you stop? I get cool as a cucumber with the resin crawling all over my body. 180 degrees. And the tears aren't that too tight too, Billy? I yeah! I almost fell to my knees and just started throwing up right there. Praise be to Allah! Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, Jaffa Shriners, and minor 49ers, welcome to episode 3 of the Tooth and Nail Show. We're all stars now in the Dome Show. The official Potski Wrestle Kingdom 18 preview, live from the Analinda Inn, in deepest Burbank, it's the toast of the coast Justin Andretti. The man still seeing stars from Sam Carlson's stop sign to the head in 1998 Liberty Park Wrestling, and the co-host, the Commonwealth's most colorful, the man who did business, went out on his back against Somerset, Teddy Mongoose. Praise be to Allah. All right, welcome everybody to the Tufanel show, the Tufanel Express. Uh, I guess we can call this the uh, the the toot the toot and nail toot toot the express show. We're gonna do a little. We're gonna do a little quick one here. Uh, I, I am of course the uh, the toast of the coast, Justin Andretti here as always with uh, the master of the Mongoosian martial arts, the mongoose himself. Mongoose, how you doing down there in uh, Pennsylvania? Here it's snowing a little bit. Yeah, you know what? We we are doing just fine uh, down here in South Central. We haven't been. We haven't been christened with any of the uh, with any of the white stuff. We've just been getting pounded with rain. Uh, to which my uh, the old man, whenever I went whenever I went home for Christmas, old Papa Goose, whenever I went to his den, uh, he told me, and he's right. He said, you know, uh, if you, if you guys were unfortunate enough to live where we do, and the temperature is fifteen degrees colder, when you guys got pounded with all the rain that we have, that that would have been feet of snow, which apparently. Somehow they had, you know, eight to 10 inches in their yard uh, whenever we haven't had anything lay here yet. But that whole long-winded uh, introduction to say that I'm doing just fine. Uh, I conquered my uh, first, I'm calling this a warm-up food challenge because I'm, I'm trying to trying to sort of strong arm Mr. Andretti in the three Ds, uh, T3, uh, to to hop back onto the motorcycle and, and give a run at the... Uh, denny's bar and grill burger challenge here this summer and so i went up, to up clearfield. Took, clearfield, uh, yep 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 and i i took we took the uh the children the geeselets to uh an ice cream shop here in in uh south central pa uh urban churn they have a nine million scoville unit ice cream challenge and i i, I didn't, didn't even see it advertised so i didn't ask for it mrs mongoose did the lady behind the counter said, we had 20 of these and uh, I have like five left. And what I found out was that they can't make it there because if any of the dish things that they have touch it, you can't like get the the peppers, oils and stuff off. So it's like pre-made, pre-sealed in, it's not pints, it's probably like four to six ounces. Uh, and so... I was like, well, can I get one? And she said, sure. And she gave it to me. And I asked if I had to eat it there. She said no. And simply because it was 9 million Scoville units. And if I didn't have to eat it in front of people that weren't my family, like I was like, okay, let me just take this home. Uh, and I did. And the best thing is, is that I got to share 
with uh, with the loved ones, the the whole like 16, 17 second extravaganza. Man, I moose that thing. And I'm here to, I'm here to talk about it, man. Live to, live to tell the tale. I will tell you this, that I have eaten chicken wings that I know were not a fourth as hot as the Scoville units in that ice cream. But the fact that it is ice cream seriously makes all the difference in the world. I, I, I'm not even kidding. Like I, I've eaten like CK's uh, Death Wish 3 was the highest that I got at CK's. And I remember eating four or five of those and it was almost debilitating. And then I washed my hands and I did all that. And then that night I went to bed and I went to take out my contacts. Oh, God, and dude, dude you, I, you might as well just stab me in the eye. You know, like just pop my eye. It was it was a pain that I can't even begin to describe. And the thing is with this dude is there was none of that. You know, like like there was there was none of that. Like my lips weren't purple, you know. And so, yeah, it was all because it was ice cream. And I, if you are listening out there in pod world and you ever see a super hot ice cream challenge, I'm telling you to do it because it is it's doable. It was it was really fun. So. Yeah, I was I was happy to hang my hat off of that one. So a small victory to start the day today. <laughs> That's awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm still a little bit under the weather, and we've been recording all day today, so we're going to go through this uh, tooth and nail express of the uh, the Dome Show coming up here. Wrestle Kingdom 18 coming up on January 4th. Um, I'm still debating whether or not I'm going to stay up all night and watch. I probably will. Um, usually I, I try to get through as much of it as I can, you know, opening night and then probably catch the rest of it in the morning, but I'm, I'm going to try to do it. I'm going to try to stay up. I'll probably sleep during the day, obviously. And then, um, you know, get up and, and try to try to muscle through it and have some coffee and, you know, maybe an energy drink or whatever and get through it. But, uh, I mean, I, you know, look, I, a lot of people have been talking about this, man. And I, I really wanted to get your thoughts on the small goose. When, when you look at the card, on paper, um, it's it's probably not as strong as previous cards have been for the Dome Show for Wrestle Kingdom. But the more that I thought about it, and the more that I I kind of read through the matches the last week or so, um, I'm excited for it, man. I really am. And I, I mean, you know, does it have the does it have the real big marquee uh, IWGP you know World Heavyweight Championship match? You know, no, it doesn't. It does not have that on the card. People have been saying, you know, it feels like there's something missing from the show. I don't know if I necessarily agree that there's something missing. I think that every every one of these um, every one of these matches looks pretty good. I agree. And the, here's the here's here's what's interesting about this is that if you just look at the card, I like, and I mean the matchups and the names. I don't see anything underwhelming. But something is missing, right? It's a, it's a very, it's a weird, it is, it's weird is I don't have a better way to put it, but if we're just going to take each one of these on their own, I'm, there's nothing that I am seeing on this card that is skippable, right? Like there's, there's not one match. And so at the end of it, what it comes down to is as long as your expectation isn't that this is going to be, um, you know, like Wrestle Kingdom. Um, oh my gosh, what would have been the last really big one? Like, so as long as people aren't walking into this thinking that this is going to be Wrestle Kingdom 13, okay? So that was that Wrestle Kingdom 13 show. The opening match was, uh, they, aside from the gauntlet match to start, like the main show match 
was Osprey and Ibushi, right? And then you go then go into Suzuki Goon versus Bushi and Shingo Takagi. Uh, and then you have Zack Sabre beats Ishii. Uh, you know, like the whole way up in the, uh, the uh, Sonata and Evil beat the Gorillas of Destiny in the Young Bucks. Uh, and that was the Tanahashi and Omega match with it that finished that one. And for me, that was the last one that like that felt next level, like, oh my gosh, huge. But they have consistently from that year on, uh, so it would have been the four years since, what they've been able to do was at least weave in big time IWGP championship matches with different stories along the way. And then last year, we were fortunate enough to get the Osprey Omega. And if I'm being completely honest, I think that if we didn't have Osprey and Omega, that card probably would have been sort of getting a lot of the same like from from, you know, the the masses. Uh I'm, I hate to say it, but I believe that the reason that, that it is the, the way that it is this year is because of the IWGP champion. Um, I think that if this world championship match was uh, Yoda Suji and Naito, that this thing is a completely different outlook, right? That everybody's takes and thoughts, you're going to have two matches that everybody is just champing at the bit to see and can't even wait for. And then you're sprinkling in Moxley Osprey and David Finley is like, you know, your, your semi semi main. I, I think people would be going crazy and it just thinks that it's I really reverberations off of the, you know, sort of dead on arrival Sonata run. I mean, it's, it's been, it's been a, a really strange, um, a really strange year for them. And I think looking back on it in the future, we're going to, we're going to think that it was uh, um, probably the end of the end of something in the beginning of something else is probably what this whole year has been. Um, Gato has not done a good job. And I, and look, man, I, we don't know. We don't know what goes on behind the scenes with everything. We're not trying to pretend like we're experts with, with, you know, having sources in the, in the industry and stuff like that. But, you know, we, you don't, you don't always know what happens in the locker room and things like that. But um when when New Japan is up, when 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 Gato is up, and things are going well, it's the best promotion in the world. And when he's not on fire, and things are down, it can be a little bit of a slog to get through shows and to get through extended amounts of time because they do take a long time to book things and they and they lay things out over the course of many months or even a year. Um, and look, it just it, it just didn't work, man. And in the, the 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 thing that about the the Sonata run, um, it's not really Sonata's fault because that guy has come to work. He's put in the effort. Um, he's not fantastic, number one. Um, the, the 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 look change was great, of course. Um, that was absolutely the right call. Um, but, you know, the handling of him, whenever he's not really a top-level talent, but he's your world champion – the handling of that has to be done really well. And it wasn't, it was not done well. The booking, the booking of their world champion, um, this, for this whole eight or nine month run that he's had so far has, has not been good. The the frustrating thing really has been that he, I'm happy that he beat Okada because it they needed, there needed to be some new blood, right? Because Okada is the, probably the greatest wrestler that we've ever seen. And They've just, it was almost WWF 1990, 
three-ish, right? Where it's, ah, we'll just put the belt on Hulk, right? Like, like we'll, just, let's just, we'll put it on Hulk and we'll figure it out later. And that was sort of what those last two-ish Okada runs were beginning to feel like with the championship. And to see an actual new face defeat him and, you know, defeat him after having earned a title shot and being in a match where people were like, oh, he should, but we know he won't. And he did. I thought that that was great. The bad thing was that they defeated him and then did so, which I respect. They did so with an actual long-term plan. But what there wasn't was there wasn't a contingency plan in place. And so if you are going to go with a new guy and none of us want to see somebody get the rug pulled out from them too fast because sure, we've seen sure. that too, right? You know, we've, we've absolutely seen guys that had runs that got cut short too quickly and then they were never able to regain their footing. But the one thing that this promotion had on its lap, and I know that they weren't ready for it because none of us were, man. And even people that I listen to that watch way more Japanese wrestling than any of us do all said was that Yoda Suji in that Dominion show was magic. And that magic was not there with, with Sonata. And it's just what could have been, right? Like if if it if they could have just pulled the audible there to say, bro, let's just go with it. And then we'll figure it out later. I, you know, again, I'm not, I also didn't have the entire G1 booked, you know, like well, I didn't do all those other things. Um, the, I think that's I where did, they're headed, right? I mean, it really feels like that's where we're headed, where, you know, we're headed towards Naito and Suji, you know, because they're in the same faction. We're probably headed towards them, maybe at, maybe at Dominion, maybe not even till Wrestle Kingdom, that, you know, 2025, to be honest with you, the way they book things. But, you know, as, as far as, pulling the audible at dominion and going with suji you know i I thought about this a hundred times over the past year but like you know suji comes in he's a guy that was on excursion he's basically an unknown commodity you know he's never wrestled a match as a top star in in your promotion right so to to pull that only excuse me i was just gonna say i did not know who he was going into that match legitimately was had no idea what I was about to watch. So sure. I do understand what you're saying there. It could have just been, you know, maybe, you know, maybe backstage watching the match, everybody in the room, you know, could have had the same idea and been like, we should have just pulled the audible and went with Suji, you know, that it would have been better on the spot. But to to do that on the fly with an unknown commodity, because being a champion is a, a big deal, man. You know, being the being the face of a company is a big deal um, from a business standpoint, right? So to to do that with somebody that you're not you're not as 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 familiar with and as comfortable with as you would be with a Sonata who just got the the look change and looks good, and you know you've known him for 15 years, right? So it's it's a really tough thing to to pull the plug on that and call the audible on the fly. I mean. I personally, uh, you know, as a former as a former coach, I probably would not have done it. I probably would have gone with Sonata right there on the spot at Dominion, and then maybe flipped it three to six months down the road, and not even waited until, um, not even waited till Wrestle Kingdom, man, because it it has felt like an an an, an inevitability, you know, that we're going to flip that belt to Naito. Uh, at you know at, at the dome show right so for that being said it's just it's it's tough to just sit on it right for for five months and just be like we we just got to get there we just got to get there we got to get there and put it on Nido 
it's tough to do that, man, because it, it really has brought down the entire product. That that the, the main event title scene has brought down that whole product for two two thirds of a year, man. And that's it's it's tough, man. You know, from a business standpoint, I mean, is that the smartest thing to do? I, I don't I don't believe that it is. I mean, I'm not making that call, but I don't know, man. I, I think that it, they probably should have just they they should have called the audible. Um, somewhere in the beginning of the summer, or maybe even in the summer, at one of those shows, and, been, and, and put it on Suji, and then and then pushed it for um, for the uh, the the wrestle, you know, the the Tokyo Dome show to be to be Naito and Suji. Man, I mean, why not? I don't know. I, I just felt like I just felt like eight months, eight months of that is a long period of time to go. Whenever you're, you just keep you have to keep telling everybody. Just stick with it. Just stick with it. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. That's a long time, man, to do that. And 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 I know they I know they like to take their time with their booking, and that's what that's what Ghetto does. And you know, but look, man, here we are. I mean, we're 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 changing presidents. Where we've got we've got administrators, you know, upper management stepping down at this point. Like things are going to go in a different direction, and that's why I said like I feel like where they're at. This show is going to be the end of something. It's going to be the end of this era, and then Tanahashi's going to take over as the president. Not not so much as a figurehead. He'll be doing a lot of a lot of stuff and making calls, you know, on the on the back end about what he wants to see in the ring and stuff like that too, which I think is really good. Um, but I'm I'm hopeful for where we're headed. I just wish we wouldn't have had to slog through this for eight or nine months to get to to get to this show. Yeah, and everything said especially especially the point on with the unknown right with having a guy that hasn't been there for not even a half a year right like that that it does it makes perfect sense the counter argument that i can't get over to everything that you said is if you made the switch that night you made a moment and isn't that exactly what we said about this who cares about we we know why Roman needed a thousand days and blah blah blah, but do, put the damn belt on Sami Zayn. Let let Montreal go insane and for the rest of their lives. Not only have you created fans that'll stick with your product for years and years in that building, but now their kids are are gonna watch because the people that were there will talk about seeing that night, that show. And so then just, if it, if it's not working to just have Roman beat him on raw or whatever, you know, and look, and and look, that, I, I fought you, I fought you on that man about the, about the thousand day thing with Reigns, and, and I kept, I kept saying to you over and over again, like, you know, it's, it's important. It's so important. They got to get to a thousand days. Yada, yada. But looking back on that now, I mean, we're, we're at like 1300 days right now, you know? So it's like, did that, did the thousand day thing matter? I don't think it did. Looking looking back in, in, in hindsight, I don't think that thousand that thousand day mark mattered at all. Yep, yep. And and that the thing with that was that you, instead of them flipping the belt in the middle of the summer to Suji, you really all of a sudden create buzz if they would have done it at that show. <laughs> so here's this guy's man. first here's this guy's first main event after being away for these years. Here's this super uber charismatic face, you know, like this, this guy, these stunning moves, like this insane offense, all this stuff. And if, if you go and you flip the belt and it's not working, you then you have everything that you would have had laid out for six months is still in place because then you, you have him lose the belt 
you know, on whatever show that, that would have been between the start of the G1 and, um, and uh, the, the Dominion show, you know, they, they could have done that or they could have had Yoda Suji with the championship through G1. And if it wasn't working through G1, he could have lost that belt at power struggle or you know, road to the Tokyo. Like as late as you wanted to do it, because Naito could Naito is an easy opponent for both of them. So if your plan was for Naito to get this one big nostalgia run, it actually literally fits with both of them in storyline. And they don't, I don't think that they realize how happy of an accident that was. Yeah. And that that's what's, that's what's, and again, I mean, it, it is all 2020, but it, it's not like, it's not like Sonata was, you know, changed the trajectory of the company whenever he won that belt. And I think that the guy that that is on the roster is the one that, didn't get, you know, he got the rub from the match, but he did all of it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like Sonata was great in that match. He was, but, but that guy was just out of this world. And it's, it stinks that, that if the goal is to get to Naito and Yoda Suji at next year's Wrestle Kingdom, you would think that that chance, that those plans absolutely already had to change. And the, the other interesting thing with this is that, the Naito run is very reminiscent of the Tanahashi G- G1 win in uh, 20, uh, 2018, 2017, um, 20, 2018, I believe, where he, you know, got that, hey, could the old dog still do it? And, you know, he wins the G1. And I mean, and, and again, in a great G1, you know, that was Kenny's last G1. Uh, where Ibushi beat Kenny and then uh, Tanahashi beat Ibushi. So he beat these, you know, these top tier guys. And then they had the match where it's Kenny and Tanahashi. And what made that so good was not only the two guys in the ring, because in the ring, Sonata and, and Naito be just fine. But what you had was you legitimately had establishment New Japan versus, you know, like the change the world Kenny, right? This, this new vision of what I think wrestling is, is true storytelling and whatnot. That isn't just, you know, air guitar and, you know, pound the turnbuckle whenever you're waiting for a tag. Right. So you literally had old school versus new school and nobody knew who was going to win that match. Well, I guess that once Kenny was going to sign with AEW, people knew, but you know, like none of us had any idea what was going to happen. And the fact that, Kenny lost to him is interesting because they then had Tanahashi turn around and lose to Jay White. Now, was this born of Kenny signing with a new promotion? And so they had to, they said, okay, we got to get this belt onto a heel now and let's, let's build up our new baby face because, you know, our longer term plan was something else maybe. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's sort of an example of them changing on the fly. Yeah. And, and, and saying, and that was Tanahashi, man, that wasn't Sonata. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know what this Naito run's going to look like because he hasn't been somebody that's held the belt for 13 months or 14 months. I mean, this guy's um, been banged up for how many years too, man? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And he's caught lightning in a bottle from the beginning of the G1. And that's just it is that how many more times are you going to do it? Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree with that. Well, um, taking a look here at the uh, the rest of the cars, so starting from the starting from the, the you know the opener, they're going to do that. The new uh, the new Japan Rambo will be the first uh, the first match, um, and it's basically like a kind of like a Royal Rumble, right? They they keep bringing guys in, um, and the the winner of the, so four people, the last four in the Rambo are going to go to New Year's Dash to take the challenge for that King of Pro Wrestling belt um, at New Year's Dash, right? Um, so. We have no idea who this is going to be. They they probably don't even know who it's going to be yet. To be in full disclosure, so they usually have a lot of people they just throw in here. I'm hoping that either Nakashima or Oscar Loibe are going to be one of the four guys that's going to at least go to the dash to compete for that belt because both of those guys are, are young lines that I think are 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 probably not too far away. Um, from being singles singles wrestlers or tag team wrestlers and getting you know a little bit of a, a a fresh coat of paint you know with new new trunks and stuff like that and getting the uh, getting out of the young lion thing so hopefully one of those two guys will end up coming out of that um, and going into the going into the um, the dash as one of the four from the Rambo but again like we we have no idea who's going to be in it because they haven't posted anything there's no list posted anywhere at least not yet um, about who's even going to be in that thing it could be it could be anybody. Gonna expect to see you're gonna expect to see uh suzuki for sure um probably gonna get yano because he's always you know yeah. where there is the king of pro wrestling you're going to find yano um won't be shingo obviously he's in a match uh i do hope we get filthy tom filthy tom would be awesome especially if filthy tom could be one of those one of those top four um and then he's not he's not in the match either okay so if he's not on the card then you'd expect him to be there too and the other thing that was just going to say is that that that's also a great spot where like one of those nostalgia kind of deals right so you know we very well could see um yep yep your tenzons your uh um uh nagata um i'm trying to think of those are the first two off the top of my head. I, I mean, just those, cut off the rest of them. Probably both going to be in it. Yeah. Yep. And so with that, it's it's always a fun opener, right? And it's one of those things where if you miss it, you miss it. Um, so yeah, there you go. Okay. Then we're going to jump into uh, Kaido Kiyomiya and Shuta Romano versus Ren Narita in Evil. Um, interesting match because um, Shooter and Narita were a tag team in the World Tag League. And then they split them. I put them together to split them up. Um, a lot of people have covered this already. These are two guys that are that are young stars that are going to be, you know, banner carriers for New Japan for a long time. Ren Narita, I've always thought was underrated. I'm glad this guy's getting a little bit of a, of a push at this point. I don't know if I like him in House of Torture. I don't know if I like that or not. It hasn't done wonders for uh, um, for what what's, what's for show. Yeah, it hasn't done any what any any good for him. Um, you know. It, I don't know, man. You you like to see you like to see a guy come up and get put into a faction and and kind of get you know get his own get his own uh, you know his own praise a little bit. But I'm not sure House of Torture is the right fit for that guy. But I, you know it is what it is. You know, so um, him and him and Umino have got a lot of a lot of uh, um, you know they've got a lot of a charisma together. So hopefully those two guys will kill each other like they've been doing. Kiyomita is is fantastic. You know he's a really a really good up and coming guy that can fly all over the ring. Um, evil, you know, we're not big fans of evil, but, uh, you know, it is what it is, man. We're going to get the tag team match here as the first, you know, the first uh, real match of the show. Um, yeah, we'll see how it goes, I guess. I, I actually 
how about this for a hot take? This is it's a mongoose original. Stamp it. Uh, Ren Narita is better Wheeler Yuta. Okay? Yeah, okay. And and what I mean by that is is that he's a dude that has a lot of tools and a lot of potential and just doesn't I and I don't know, I don't want to say doesn't have a personality, but he has not been able to demonstrate or show any real personality. And so actually moving him to House of Torture, I think, is the smartest thing that they could have done with him because it could fall flat on his face. But because he is now part of this dastardly heel group, if he can sink his teeth into it and really you know, believe he needs to believe in the faction. Right. That's the big thing um, is if so, if they could do that, maybe it gives him a chance to sort of find himself a little bit more and be be more uh Julia Hart in House of Black rather than be uh show with the House of Torture right instead of being another guy in a faction to actually find yourself there that's what my hope is with this um and then the best part about it is that this is a group that he could be in and when it's time you then can you have the easiest baby face turn in the world by having him turn on evil and Dick Togo, you know, like what's not that's going to get you cheered everywhere in the world. Sure. So I, I, I do. I, I like it. The fact that you have him and Shooter again facing each other again, like you said, is awesome. And Kiyomiya, man, I, he was he was really, really a shining star in the G1. And I'm happy that he's on this show. And I'm looking forward to this one. I, this is this should be more layered than just your standard you know, tag team match. I, I would think that that there is some story that goes on here, and I'm I'm eager to see where they're going to go with it. Then, yeah. Then the next one we talked about Suji. So Suji's going to go up against Yuya Yuyamura um, in, in a singles match. Um, it kind of feels like they put this one on here to give Suji a match. But I will say this too: they're really high on Yuyamura, who came back pretty recently um, from excursion. looks Looks like a million bucks physically. Um, you know. These two guys are going to be people that are going to be um, probably at the top of the card pretty pretty damn soon, you know. So, getting them both on the card here to have a to have a match together, I think, is smart. This could be a pairing between the two of them, where um, kind of like we were talking about with Narita and with Umino, you know, where guys that are kind of always kind of at each other, right? About like the Tanahashi and, and Okada, you know, or whatever whatever it is in the past, where guys kind of they kind of go up together, right? And they're always kind of they're always kind of uh, you know, at, uh, at foes of each other. So maybe, I mean, maybe that's the maybe that's the pairing for Suji is Yuyamura. I like Yuyamura a lot. I think he's really talented. Um, I, this match feels it kind of came out of nowhere a little bit, but I'm happy. I'm happy that they're that they're both on the card for sure. Yeah, yeah. And look, he's he's another one. You just you laid the groundwork for it. You know, the last time that we saw, I think it was the last time we saw him was when he went over in the Super Juniors a couple of years ago. You know, and and again, so there he was a young guy taking his lumps, right? Which that's, that's the way that things that things are is that they love to build up those young lions, and you get into your super juniors or G one or whatever it is, and you know it doesn't make sense for you to go in there and just go, you know, whatever five and two or six and zero oh or whatever it might be. Um, but then you know he went away, and we didn't have a chance to see that growth happen in front of us. 
But the fact that he's back now, like you said, he looks awesome. We know that he can go. And for them to, as much as we had just laid the groundwork at the beginning of this, talking about, you know, the the old guard or what the change could be, the fact that you do, you have, we just mentioned Shooter and Renarita, and now you have these two guys. Very, very soon, we we could see some some big things happening, hopefully you know, if we're, if we're able to see these guys take the ball and run with it, but yeah, this, this is going to be awesome. I'm sure that this is only going to get nine, you know, maybe, maybe 10 or 11 minutes, but I would expect, I would expect big reactions, man. These guys, these are good moves guys without only being moves guys, you know, like uh, this, this will be fun. Okay. So then that takes us right into the IWGP uh, tag team match uh, where it's a winner takes all tag team title match between Bishamon and the New Japan Strong Openweight Tag Champs, Hikaleo and El Fantasmo. Um, I don't know what they're going to do here. I, I don't know for sure if it's confirmed that they're going to combine the belts um, or if somebody's just going to be carrying both belts. I don't know I don't know how that is going to go. I haven't heard uh, either way about what the plan is with that. I'm, I'm hoping they combine these belts together and we can just get one, you know, one set of, of tag team titles here. Um, I love Bishamon. Those guys really... They really opened my eyes, man, because I was really down on Yoshihashi for a long time. I wasn't I wasn't real high on Goto either, um, but now I really like those guys a lot. I think they're one of the best tag teams in the world. Um, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they're gonna if they're gonna keep pushing um, the Bishamon thing and have them go over and win these belts too, or if they're gonna put it on the two uh, the two younger guys, you know, Hikaleo and El Fantasmo. Um, I don't know, man. I'm not. I'm 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 very curious about how this one's going to go and i'm uh, this is probably one of the ones i'm looking forward to the most to see how they're going to go with this now i think you're a shame at us because while we were talking about the tags of the year and i'm not going to give any spoilers depending on what gets posted when we did not mention bishamon yeah i don't think we did didn't and, and reason that I know it is that I was thinking to myself, oh man, I, I got to bring him up, right? Like, I just got to bring him yeah, up. I don't know. How, how did, how did I, all, I missed him too. I must yeah. have missed him too. Well, yeah, I was waiting for, I was waiting for you. And when you did it, it was on the, like, I just, what, just I didn't write it, didn't write it down. Yeah. And they, they're, they're excellent, right? They're, they're not the tag team of the year, but they are one of the best tags in the world. And look, man, you're going against Hikaleo for being Hikaleo. His, he's come a long way. He still has a long way to go, but he's completely, completely serviceable on a pay-per-view card. And uh, ELP's great, dude. I mean, he's awesome. And so these guys are going to have a really fun match. I am hopeful that they are combining these. You would assume that because Strong has sort of gone by the wayside and is only now being promoted as like... I don't want to say like a New Japan B show, but a New Japan B show, especially here in the States, um, that it's probably best for them to just dissolve those or absorb the titles in with in with the other ones. I mean, I guess we will see. Uh, but yeah, I think that I think that it does in, in a world where we have a promotion that just started a women's TV championship whenever they absolutely have too many titles to begin with. I'd be happy to see a promotion you know, downsize. So yes, my hope is that we get these two combined. And my question for you is, do, do you go with Hikaleo and ELP? Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I really like Bishamon. Um, 
for me personally, I would probably go with them because to, to just further establish the fact that they are one of the top tag teams in the world and that, and that nobody can match them right now in new Japan. Um, so maybe, I don't know. It's see, they're, they're a little bit in flux now with that tag team division because there's not really, there's not really like heavyweight tag team contenders there. Um, so maybe the call is to go with Hikaleo and, and El Fantasmo and have, have Bishop want to chase them down the road. I, I don't know, but um, you know, there's another tag match here we're going to get into here in a second. And I think um, at least one of those tag teams could, could end up um, getting pushed up to the, to the heavyweight division to, to, uh, to challenge for those belts too. So how about this? If, if I'm just looking and if you're go, if you're going to be card building, so you know, no, obviously no spoiler here that we, we think that Naito is going to win the IWGP title. Um, Takahashi and Desperado, it's not like you're going to be getting insane heat if Desperado wins that. Right. Uh, like, because I was just thinking if you're going to have a big baby face win, you don't need, you don't need the big baby face, you know, pop or with the, with the title change. Right. And by the, for me, like the title change would be to go with uh Phantasmo and um, Hikaleo, even though they have the strong belts because they're not the IWGP tag championships. Yeah. I I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking you're right that probably Bishamon is the way to go because I think that if they were either going to bring up some of these juniors, that would be good. Or I, I'm I'm thinking that it's going to be easier for you to put two heels together to challenge than it would be for two baby faces. So yeah, Bishimon's probably that's that's probably the move. I, I could I could see it go either way, and I, I don't know if you I don't know if either of them is right or either of them is wrong. So then, okay. So then, that takes us right into the. I, I, if if we're reading this right, the next match on the card is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Titles, um, and that is Clark Connors and Drilla Maloney as champs taking on TJP and Akira. Um, and TJP and Akira were a tag team that I put um, as a as a mention for Tag Team of the Year when we did the Podsky Awards. Um, these guys have quietly had an extremely good year. They are. Very good together. They are an excellent tag team. Both of them are excellent wrestlers. They're excellent workers. Um, Akira has really gotten a, a hell of a lot better um, over the course of maybe the last year or so. I love watching these guys, man. I've always loved, you know, Perkins. I've always thought TJP was awesome. Um, Connors and Maloney are, are also very, very good. Um, I don't know. I don't know which way they go with this either. I'm assuming Connors and Maloney are probably going to win. Um, I, but I don't know. I mean, but I, I think I think either one of them um, could could be a challenger for whoever wins the the um, the world title. The, you know, the the the, the Bishamon Hikaleo Fantasmo match. All, all four of these teams to me are are, are good. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I'm thinking I'm thinking that that Connors and Maloney are the retainers here. And the main reason is that I think that it keeps some credibility in your bullet club faction that way, uh, because I don't see Finley. You know what? Maybe, maybe Finley does get that global belt. I do think, I think Finley's going to win that belt. Yeah. So if Finley gets that belt, then that could easily go the other way. Or, you know, they could always do the thing where, Hey, you know, I I said that I wanted killers that wanted titles, and now I got all killers that want titles. 
you know, I mean, that, that can make sense too. So, you know, there's, uh, see, look at this, even as we're talking through, man, you can see some, some layers being, uh, you know, perhaps put down or some seeds being sown. So yeah, yeah, this is, I, I, my first inclination is Connors and Maloney, but maybe not. It, this will be really fun to watch though. This will be a great match. Sure. Um, then the next one, we've got the never open weight title. Shingo is the champion going against Tama Tonga. I know you and I both love both of these guys to the ends of the earth. Uh, this is probably going to be one of the best matches on the card, if not in the top two or three. Um, definitely one that is extremely high on my list of, of anticipated matches for this, for sure. Yeah, without a doubt. And the the thing that you would like to see with this is that hopefully this is a sort of a, a springboard wouldn't be the right way to put it because you know these guys have been up at the top before, but you know perhaps you know like a, a well, I guess springboard is the way that I want to say it to to springboard into a new year where you know we've seen both of these guys again you know either insane work or through that you have with Shingo or the incredible charisma that you have with Tamatonga uh, these guys can be top guys and i'm not saying that they they are your guy or the guy but these these two guys are awesome and so i would love to see both of them make their way higher up the card this year and so for whichever one you know who's going to take this match that's my only hope is that this is something where we get to see more of shingo or more of tamatonga in more of a um, you know, highlighted kind of spot as opposed to, you know, sort of just being, you know, reveling around the mid card here. Yeah, for sure. Um, then that goes into the New Japan World Television title. Zack Sabre Jr. is the, the champion and uh, Tanaha, Hiroshi Tanahashi is the challenger for this belt. So I'm assuming Zack Sabre Jr. I'm assuming is going to win this. <laughs> this. This should be a really fun match, match to watch. You know, definitely a clash of styles here. Um, Saber Jr. Not for everybody, but to me, one of the most entertaining guys they have on that whole roster. Um, Tana, obviously, you know, transitioning out of uh, out of the uh, the wrestler role and more into the the president role here shortly, probably throughout the course of 2024. Um, but I, I'm not sure. Maybe they give Tana, you know, another belt on on the way out the door as a wrestler, or or he lays down for uh, Zach Saber Jr. But this match, you know, the, the clash of styles here is really interesting. Looking forward to seeing this one. I the the only thing with Saber Jr. is the pending Danielson match rematch that we're going to get, and I know that people have thought that that's sort of a slam dunk Wembley match. Um, however, my uh, this is and this is just me, you know, wishful booking. But I would love Danielson to have that championship and be the one that crowns Will Ospreay. Uh, and for that to happen, that would mean that we would get Danielson Sabre at like a Dominion or something, because that's that show that rematch is going to happen there. It's not going to happen here, obviously. Um, and so if that is in the cards in the nearer future, you know, so not near, but nearer future, probably it doesn't hurt to get the belt off of Sabre just to let him, you know, sort of sow some seeds and perhaps do some traveling over here to you know work up or start a program up with if it's not danielson you know just a new face somewhere um so i could actually see tanahashi winning this only to then 
lose it to somebody else. Like the, the person that you didn't want to, somebody that you didn't want to beat Saber because you want to keep him as strong as you can. There's never any harm and shame in losing to Tanahashi. But then because you're older Tanahashi, you can put over somebody that, you know, again, isn't quite there yet that you're trying to make. So it actually does make sense to me that that Tanahashi wins this one. Okay, then that, uh, man, a lot of title matches on this card here. So then the next one, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, El Desperado challenging against Hiromu uh, Takahashi. Hiromu's had that belt for a really long time. He's held the belt a million times. Um, it, it's it's a, an interesting match because it feels like it's probably time to flip that belt. Um, and, you know, I like Desperado enough. Um, probably not the most anticipated match on the card, um, but, uh, you know, look, they're junior heavyweights, man. Those guys are going to fly around the ring. They're both great at what they do. Um, you know, it, it's, it's probably going to get a little overlooked, um, in, in the big scheme of, of all the matches on this card, but, uh, you know, it should be, uh, it should be pretty good for what it is. Here's the one thing about this that I was only thinking about after we got done talking about Yoda Suji and, it is that Hiromu has stated how many times that he wants to win the junior and the heavyweight championship. And poor Yodasuji, man, because this would push you further down the line. But if Naito is going to get this win, this could be this could be the you know the, the next step towards that if Naito was going to have an abbreviated title run, uh, and then you know and then per- perhaps that could go to Hiromu. And the only reason that I'm starting to think that sort of as we're you know processing that as we're talking through these is um, this division is cold, and it was the maybe the best division in the world for two or three years. You know when when you had your Ospreys and Shingos and Ishimori's and Marty Skrulls and all those guys in there just absolutely having these, you know, out of this world acrobatic showcase, insane strikes, super over with the crowd, all that stuff. That is not this division anymore. And while these matches are still really good, it's that this one has really, you know, the division has, has sort of taken a tumble and it's only because it's more of the same, right? Like we say Desperado, Takahashi and Ishimori over and over and over and over again. And to give this one a fresh paint of coat. Yeah. That could, that could be a move too. Yeah. Again, this, this, this show has a lot of potential and I hope that it just doesn't turn into us doing this show next year saying, Holy cow! Can you believe we still we're still here? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, yeah I, I hear you. Uh, so yeah, the next, but, that's, one... oh, real, but really quick, the 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 little the the period at the end of that is that I agree that it's time to change it with Desperado. But if it stays with Takahashi, then we got to do something. Yeah, like, that's all. That's all. So we just have to do something that's different now. Yeah. So the next one is the IWGP Global Heavyweight Title. And this is probably uh, either probably the second most anticipated match for a lot of people on this card. Um, it is Osprey versus John Moxley versus David Finley. Um, they basically brought in John Moxley <laughs> to to, uh, to help uh, help establish David Finley is what it feels like here. 
So uh, I, I think it's probably a, a conclusion here that they're they're trying to do big things with David Finley, and they're going to use Will Ospreay and John Moxley to accomplish that. And they will accomplish that because Moxley and Ospreay are two of the best in the world. Yeah, you're not wrong. And yeah, the the one thing about this championship is because they've rebranded it. Well, there's two interesting things. The first one is they rebranded it, and I didn't even think about this. I think that it was Meltzer that had said that, like, the idea here is to have two world championships, you know, akin to the WWE with the the heavyweight and the WWE. Um, if that's the idea, I guess that's fine. Um, but if you want this belt to be that big of a deal – then one of the people that aren't Finley need to win it. And then Finley needs to win it here or you know, because it's global. You can win that belt in Australia. He can win that belt in England. He can, you know, there's, there's a lot of different places that they can go. And if they want, you know, there's three foreigners that are, that are fighting for this championship. So what is the harm in David Finley winning that belt in Los Angeles? Right. Do you know, and so that's that's the only thing is that if if it's Moxley or if it's Osprey, you're going to right away make this belt the rebranded belt a big deal, and then you hope that you you know you you king make with uh, Finley there. And regardless, if he wins this match clean as a sheet, he's going to look like a billion dollars. All these guys are going to work insane. You're thinking that this is probably a 20 to 22 minute match. At least I hope that it is. Um, and so I'm sure that Moxley will bleed. And I'm sure that they'll make Finley just look like this, just demented, you know, do anything uh, to get this championship kind of warrior guy. Um, but I, I think that it is not, I don't think that it's set in stone that Finley walks away because he's the only guy that's, still with the company. I think that because of the ties that AEW has with New Japan and with it being the global championship, that that we might see one of the big stars win and then a return later on. I mean, we got to talk about that. The fact that they've got a world heavyweight championship and a global, I mean, who the hell signed off on that, man? Yeah, and, you know, to think about it, the world championship and the intercontinental championship with WWF was always funny because yeah. like it's the same it's, damn thing. Right. But at least it intercontinental doesn't connote the entire world. Whereas global literally is a synonym. Do you know what I'm saying? Like at least yeah. intercontinental means that like, you know, this belt was won uh, by, you know, this, quote-unquote historic tournament in Rio de Janeiro and then was brought here so that's why it's intercontinental um and then you know obviously Davy Boy wins it later so there's a little bit of a layer to it but you know it, it was never ever regarded as you know the even a like the the 1A belt like it was a B belt and that's the way that it was this my understanding dude is that this rebranding is on purpose to make it a 1A belt and I, I mean, we'll see, but I, when your champion isn't super strong to begin with, I don't think that that's a good idea. No, it should just be, they should just be fighting for the world heavyweight title then. Yeah. Yeah, especially whenever you already have the, you have the never open weight. I mean, I guess the, I guess the idea here is, is that 
they, you know, they did have an intercontinental championship for years and years. And, you know, that, that, uh, uh, Shingo, not Shingo, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and, um, uh, oh, was it Shinsuke and Tanahashi? Was that the one that headlined the Dome show for that intercontinental championship? I don't know off the top of my head. I'm not sure. I believe that it was, and I might be wrong. You can always go back and yeah, just put it in. Uh, but so, you know, that that belt was was a super prestigious one in the past too. But again, it, it didn't have the lineage that you did with the world belt. And that's what you're really sacrificing is the, the lineage. If you're allowed, a title is allowed to be more over than another one. Because somebody's catching fire, it's cool. That's dude. how it, it is happens. CMLL too. Like CMLL is the same way. They the belt the belts in CMLL are very similar to that because it, it's it's basically you know what belt is the most important belt is the belt that is around the waist of the guy that is the biggest star. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not always just you know they're, they're not always chasing the heavyweight title like it, like it was Hogan and a warrior. You know what I mean? Like it if it if the if if Rick Rude is the hottest thing in the world. Um, and he's wearing the Intercontinental title, then in CMLL, the Intercontinental title is the number one title. Right, right. Well, and and we've seen that in the past, you know, like the, the Davey Boy just I mean, brought well, that, that up. Could be, that could be where this is headed. That could be where this is headed. Yeah. Right. And and the, the problem that I have with it, though, is, is that it's that they just gave it the same name. That's the frustrating thing, is that it's one thing if if you're if you are going that way, but to to rebrand it as global, I think is... I, like I don't, I don't understand why they couldn't, why they couldn't just say, "Hey, you know, we are we're rekindling the the, the intercontinental championship." I, probably, I guess the reason is, is because the lineage was absorbed into the IWGP championship. That's yeah. probably the reason why. Yeah, it probably. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Um, and then the um, the the next match here. Okada Danielson. I mean, look, we we all know what these guys can do in the ring. They're they're legends. Uh, you, you know, they're all time greats. They're gonna more than likely have one of the greatest matches that we're gonna see all year. You know, even going into all of twenty twenty four, it's probably gonna be one of the best matches of the year. You know, I can't imagine it. It won't be. Um, look, I, there's there's not much else for me to say about this other than the fact that I know what I know what it's gonna be. I'm excited for it. Um, it's going to go probably 25, 30 minutes and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. No, it's, well, it's an, it's an Okada Tokyo Dome match. So this is, this is going 30, I think, you know, without question. Um, For all intents and purposes, this is the main event. Yeah. And that's, we've said it before. It's, I just feel even worse for Sonata, man. If this isn't the main event, it, it sucks. And and that's gonna it's gonna fall flat with it's gonna fall flat with uh with uh Naito too. If if Naito gets the win that we expect him to get here, I don't think that it's a bad move to have him win that championship and have that confetti fall and then let this crowd just continue to go bananas for the next 30, 30, 35 minutes for these two guys. Yeah. Because that's what's going to happen. And what I what I'm scared of is these two guys now Okada matches always start slow and Danielson's more the same too. You know, he's the classic fill you out, pick a body part, work on this and that. So there will be, you know, that 10, 15 setup minutes going on. But then by the end of it, when they're just both killing each other with, you know, the rainmakers and knees and strikes and kicks and everything, I, it's it's really going to be tough to then go from that high 
to then a main event, quote unquote, Tokyo Dome main event match, but with Naito and Sonata, because I feel like they're totally going to lose that crowd, dude. I do. I mean, I hope that they don't, but it's, it's definitely a danger. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I I don't know. I don't know whether you you put them on last or if you put them on second to last, or you put them on first. I don't know. I don't know what you do with it. But you know, this is a this is a, a dream match, a dream rematch uh, from two guys that everybody that has followed wrestling and been a fan for you know the last twenty years. Man, we've all we, we've all known who these guys are and how good they are. I mean, it's gonna be really hard to follow that up, but. You know, then you got the what, what is probably you know going to be the main event is going to be Sonata, you know, defending against Naito. Um, we've been over this already. Um, I Naito is fantastic, man. He's fantastic. I, I have no doubt that he'll carry that match to being way better than what it probably even should be. Um, but that is a really, really tough place to follow Okada and Danielson. And if Naito can pull that off, <laughs> if Naito pulls that off and makes that a somewhat comparable match to the Okada Danielson match, or, you know, I'm not expecting it to be better just because of his dancing partner. Um, but man, if they can just make it just entertaining and intriguing and have people be invested in the near falls and everything and make it worth everyone's while, it's, it's going to be a major win for, for them. Yeah. And this, I think that the, if this is the main event, I think that the smart move is because the crowd is is going to be as hot as it will be all night coming off of Okada and Danielson is that you ju- you have to shorten the match. You got to you got to eat the ego there of your 30 35 minute Tokyo Domain event match and you just you just have I don't want to say a spot fest but but you you get you get into it sooner than you would have. Yeah. You know, I, like you can have your Hey, feel the moment kind of deal and all of that. But I, I think that this match needs to be way more of a sprint if it's going on last. Yeah. And if it is, then that's okay. You know, it, it really is because if it's a sprint, um, you're going to see, you're going to have an invested crowd that's not going to expect it to be over in 13 minutes yeah. or 16 minutes. And if it is, I think that, that that's, that that's the move, that that's how you do it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. I think this is going to be an awesome show. You know, just with us going through it, you know, tonight um, and talking about all these matches, I'm getting excited. I really am excited for it. And and I again, I know that is the card, you know, as strong as other Dome Show cards have been over the past years, top to bottom. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but I am excited for it. And I think there is going to be a lot of really, a lot of big shows um, this feels like WrestleMania to me, you know, as a as a wrestling fan and a fan of the industry. The Dome Show, Wrestle Kingdom, is is like is the same thing in my head as WrestleMania. So you know, there's buzz. I feel excited. I I'm, I'm I can't wait to watch it. Um, I, I'm looking forward to it, man. And I, I hope that I hope that you know we get the title change at the end, and that this is this is the end of something and the beginning of something new. And with, with new people taking over in management. Um, in a new change of direction is what's probably going to happen here. Um, I think it's, I think it's going to be good. Good for everybody. That there is nothing wrong with a show over delivering, you know, and the best part with, and this being it, you know, with the, the American audience is that 
not many people are going to be watching this live, right? right. The, the only, the last time, the last, the last dome show thing that I saw live was, uh, I set my alarm to wake up for the Kenny and Tanahashi match. Uh, aside from that, dude, it's always a day, two days, whatever, three days that, that are on delay. And by that time, um, there's plenty of people that are like me that, you know, don't live on the West coast that are going to be interested. And if there's buzz, it will be consumed and it will be good for new Japan, you know? And so that's just it is that even if the card is a little underwhelming or it's, if it's missing, whatever it might be missing in people's eyes, if they go and they have themselves a AW all in or a backlash or, or one of those, or excuse me, not all in all out, like all out or a backlash, one of those, uh, really nothing worth seeing here. And then all my, you hear, oh my gosh, dude, you need to see this. This was awesome. Then I think that that's only going to be good for them. And that's the best thing about the, about the dome show being at the very beginning of the year is that it really is a chance for them to, you know, sort of wash their hands of anything that happened the year before and start anew. And so, yes, whatever it is, I, I stand with you is that I hope that it's something, it feels like it'll be something and I'm very much looking forward to even dash afterwards that this 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 two day deal that they've made out of all of this, where they've tied these shows together the way that they have uh, is exciting, too. So we should get great matches on the fourth and then we should get all the angles and everything that we need moving forward at dash. And so, yeah, let's do it for sure. Okay, well, hey, that's the uh, that's the dome preview that we have here on the tooth and nail. We know we kind of threw this together on the fly here. It's been a long day of recording, long day of watching kids for for the, for the mongoose, and a long day of probably washing his hands after eating all that eating that hot ice cream. So, so we're that's where we're at. We're gonna wrap this up. We appreciate everybody checking us out. Uh, the dome show again, the Wrestle Kingdom eighteen will be on. Um, on uh, January 4th. It's coming up. It'll be on the subscription service, New Japan World. Um, it's about 7 or $8 a month. So I would recommend checking that out. If you're a fan of wrestling, man, you're going to love it. It's always a great show. It's a huge environment. There'll be a million people there. It just has such a big scope at that, at that dome, man. It's, it's a phenomenal experience just to, just to watch it on TV. So uh, check it out, and we'll, uh, we'll catch you next time. We're all stars now in the dope show.